Welcome to the Generationally Minded Podcast. Today we'll be talking about homeschooling your special needs child. Today I'm going to talk about my journey with my special needs children and how that has worked out that I'm able to homeschool them. We no longer have an IEP. We no longer go to the therapist offices three times a week for three appointments a day. We no longer have the tie, and yet my kids are learning more at a faster rate than I would have ever dreamed possible. Today, I'd like to share some of that with you. I'll tell you a little about both of my children because their special needs are very different. My daughter is much older than my son. My, my daughter is the second born. She's 14, and we discovered that she was dyslexic fairly early on. But by the time she was nine, we discovered not only was she dyslexic, she was dysgraphic, dyscalculia, plus dyspraxia. She had the whole gamut. She can't easily do math, she can't easily write, she can't easily speak, and she can't easily read. We got to a point where we had tried every possible therapy, every possible intervention that we knew of. We were doing all the dyslexic reading type of therapies. We were doing all the in-house therapies with the clinicians. Finally, we had some more testing done and the doctor looked me in the eye and said, do not ever send her to public school. I, I was taken aback. We hadn't, but I had thought maybe that was the only way to get her help at this point. He said, do not do it. She is intact in her heart. She has full self-confidence. She believes she can do anything. I want you to go online and research alternative programs. I want you to do more audiobooks like you're doing. So we took his advice. He couldn't give us any specific schools. He couldn't give us any specific programs, but I went for it. My son, he's seven now. He was born with a very different set of circumstances that caused him to be nonverbal, very globally developmentally delayed. By almost five years old, he was at the time functioning only at a 15-month level. We had also taken him to all the therapies. We had done all the specialists. We had, we had tried everything, we thought. He also has epilepsy. Um, quite a lot of challenges going on in his life. And many of the doctors and specialists and therapists that evaluated him really just had no hope for him. Everything was very basic, you know, trying to teach him simple sounds repetitively. They even suggested that ABA would be a good idea because he is also labeled as autistic. So I had this little boy, five, almost five years old, functioning like he was about a year. And yet I've been able to teach him more than you would believe. I've been astounded by my, <laughs> I've been astounded myself. So I'm very excited to share this with you. What did I do so that they could learn? The first thing that I want to share with you is a, a concept that took me a while to wrap my mind around. I was introduced to the idea by the Institutes for the Achievement of Human Potential and then by another school that works with specifically nonverbal children in Florida. The concept of presuming competence. I want to read to you what my research showed as I worked on learning what it meant to presume competence. Number one, it means to take for granted, to assume, or to suppose. Number two, 
It means to assume as true in the absence of proof to the contrary. Number three, to undertake with unwarrantable boldness. I had a five-year-old who it looked like was never going to learn anything. And he couldn't tell me if he wanted to. He couldn't tell me what he knew. Nevertheless, I was instructed to teach him to read. (laughs) I was struggling with that with my own daughter. But I did it. I followed the directions. I stepped out on faith. I presumed competence. Like I mentioned, we did go out and also find programs that were very specific to my daughter's diagnosis. So I ignored what the doctors, the therapists, and all the testing had said, which was that it was basically hopeless. I was told to simply assume my daughter would never learn to read and that she just had the benefit of eyesight but was like a blind person. You know your child. With my son, I knew there was more going on in his mind than even I was able to see, but my gut instinct told me that that was there. With my daughter, I could see where she was brilliant. I could see the abilities that she had, her willingness to help people, her intuitiveness on how other people were feeling. She could read people in this amazing way. And I chose, and I would encourage you to choose, to listen to the quiet voice inside that believes in your child. And if you feel that you're still doubting that quiet voice, let me believe for you. I know your child can learn, no matter what a specialist says, no matter how bad your your child's condition looks. I want to share with you a few of the things that I actually did hands-on to help both of my children learn. I found an online school specifically designed for dyslexics. There are many programs out there. There are some things that you can do. I was doing one-on-one tutoring with my daughter. It helped a little bit. It was called um, Susan Barton. But the online school that I found dramatically increased my daughter's abilities. She, in six months of the program, gained over a year's worth of reading ability that had never happened for her before. It's called Wings to Soar Online Academy. I am not affiliated. I am not paid by them. I believe in what they do so hard, so heartily that I had to share that with you. There are many things online and you're going to be able with your own child to experiment and to apply what these places teach and then see if it works. And if not, keep looking. Don't give up. You will find something. With my son, we used large flashcards. The institutes taught us that our children who are very disabled, who have cerebral palsy, who have many other issues that make it look like they're not even aware of what's going on around them, actually are extremely intuitive and very alert and many times more brilliant than we could ever imagine or be ourselves. So if you make large flashcards of words, of pictures, of places, You can teach them everything that you would possibly want to teach. You can teach science. You can teach history. You can teach math. If you're interested in this method, I highly recommend you look on their website, General Revolution. Um, I think it's generalrevolution.org, but just type in General Revolution, um, and you will find how to teach your baby to read. It's not really meant for babies, but it works so well, it actually also works. For babies. <laughs> they also have another book called How to Teach Your Baby Math. 
They are so basic, so easily read, so extremely easily understood by a parent that really, no matter how tired you are, you can also use it. Again, I am not in any way paid by them, but these were tools that were put into my hands that I found that worked beautifully. The other thing that we use all the time are audiobooks. We use them for all of our children. And with my daughter who's dyslexic, it's incredible to see what she learns and what she can verbalize back to me. So with her, many times the way that we will do her work and show what she has learned is that she will tell me and or speak it into her phone and we will have a record verbally that becomes typewritten, whether it's by me or by her phone. With my son, who is nonverbal and has no way that any specialist would have been able to tell us to look for his responses, there would have been a barrier for me to ever know what he was really internalizing. They instructed us to give input, 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 freely, as a gift, with no expectation of what we would get back. So we did this. For more than a year, we showed him in very large print, watching for his signs, books and nursery rhymes and words, and we would just say it to him out loud. We showed him flashcards with dots so that he can easily do kind of a, um, a fast calculation. If I were to drop something on the floor, he could see it quicker than I could, how many there are. And then we moved to numbers once we knew we were secure and how many dots he could interpret on a page. We, we put so much beautiful information into his mind. And at the end of that year, we actually did a test with him that the Institute showed us how to do where we held up cards with answers. So one card in each hand, one was the right answer, one was the wrong answer, and we asked him our question. And shockingly, he answered correctly by looking at the right card. You can do this before you've even begun teaching your child and you will be amazed. You have to be in tune with your little one to really, really look where they're looking because it might be a very swift, quick glance and you could easily miss it. But you can show them basic items that are in their everyday life and you will be amazed how they will look toward the correct picture because there is so much going on in their mind that you can't even see is happening because they are so trapped inside their body. But that beautiful human is in there and you can access that human. Another thing that we did with our son and that we still do because of his nonverbal issues is that we trained him with something that we were told was called a choice board. It's a piece of paper. Now we use our arm actually. And you just put yes and no. Kids get bored with this very quickly. But for our son, it works very well, especially if we're out and about and we have one spot on our arm, like my wrist, that's yes, and another spot toward my elbow that's no. And we take his dominant hand, which took a long time to figure out, but we were able to, to watch, you know, and over time see that he typically uses his left hand. And we'll take his dominant hand and ask him the question and then show him which is yes and which is no, which he already remembers, but just to be gracious, and, and let him choose. And nine out of 10 times, he will choose. Sometimes he just doesn't care. And that's normal for kids. So there are tangible things that you can do no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the therapists say, that you can put the control of your child's education, the control of your child's entire quality of life in so many ways. Because having a relationship to the world around us is so vital to our quality of life 
being able to understand and know, and especially for a child who is maybe more limited due to their special needs, that allows them to break the barriers of the that are trapping them inside of their body or in in our homes because it's harder for us to get them out, you know, harder for us to go places and do things. But just like a good novel, these facts and these pictures and this information that we give them, it allows their brain to soar where their body may never be able to go. So I'll tell you about the most beautiful scenario that happened in my home. And it happens repeatedly now. But the first time it happened, I was so excited. (laughs) I sat down on the couch and I had an encyclopedia. And I was sitting with my little seven-year-old. And I flipped it open. And he now has learned that he wants to help direct turning the pages because I naturally turn them far too slowly. He has become a speed reader. In less than 10 minutes, he had read 60 pages. He had looked at the pictures and spent his time there. He had read that content. He loves it. And if I pick up a book and he's not interested, he will let me know. We have even had a few tantrums. Those are discouraged. (laughs) He he is very vocal now, even though he's nonverbal, about what he likes and what he doesn't like. And it is fascinating to see. He's been very specifically interested in chemistry and physics lately, which is very cute. He loves math. Occasionally, he'll tolerate a novel. There are some he does and does not like. It sounds unbelievable, but I have video of him doing it. He will sit there and he will enjoy these books and self-pace his page turning. It is amazing. And I was told it would never happen until that confidence and hope was instilled in me by the institutes. With my daughter, she has increased significantly. She does read. She now can read and she is now learning basic math and she is doing things that we were told she would never do by more than one specialist. It is so beautiful and I know that she's going to be able to take care of herself and she's not going to be a handicapped adult. She will be functional. We did not give up and I encourage you to never ever give up too. I know you can do it. If you have a special needs kid, you are a warrior parent. I know your heart and you are probably tired and you have probably been told so many negative things by so many people who say that they're in charge and that you need to believe them. But I encourage you to listen to your heart. I hope you're having a great day and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.